Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. In Search of Purity, written by three ducks in a mad suit. Where Supremacy George walked, disciples dropped to their knees. Where Supremacy George glanced, lesser breeds lowered their eyes in reverence. Where Supremacy George breathed, being who could lay claim to only a grain of that great gene darted into a taste of the air. As if by simply occupying a space he had recently departed, they could absorb some of his purity. A mere glance would tell the intelligent observer why. His skin had the perfect shade of pink. Two eyes, two arms, two legs, a mop of brown-colored hair. Indeed, the only sign that the Supremacy George was anything but a tried-and-true 100% human would be the tiny bumps on the bridge of his forehead. Two horns so tiny that they had not even breached the skin. A slight sign of the Desarian heritage somewhere in his lineage. He stood amongst the top, the small elite who could claim that they were almost human. Almost. He needed to show no identification to enter the facility. The mongrels who guarded the doors took one look at his near-perfect face and opened the door without a word. Supremacy George covered his nose with a lace handkerchief as he passed them, hiding his grimace of distaste. One of the mongrels had green skin, the other had a thin, inverted knees of some one with strong street luxodite. His guards, a semi-clean, who boasted no more than 40% estimated purity, finally had their chance to stand tall, passing the watchmen who had even less of the great gene than them. They made sure that their juniors showed proper reverence to their faces. He was greeted by the facility overseer, awaiting his arrival with her senior staff in tow. She was a hybrid, 70-80% to 80% pure. Only the fine scales running down her arms and her eyes, slitted and surrounded by a raccoon-like coloration, gave her a tainted blood away. Further proof of the genetic superiority of the human race that only a hybrid could truly accomplish something like they had done here. She bowed her head in respect as Supremacy George approached to accept the greetings of the facility staff. Hello. Like the subordinate she was, but not as groveling as the lower purity mongrels behind and around her. Welcome, Supremacy. I am Hybrid Olivia. Your honor us with your presence. George allowed himself a benevolent smile. It seems my presence is well earned today, Hybrid. News of your success has the cult in quite a stir. He could see the same excitement reflected in the eyes of every man and woman in the room, a crowd of scientists having achieved their dream. Begin the demonstration at once. Supremacy George commanded, and the mongrels hurried to obey. George was led down two levels to the primary testing room. He stopped on the way, only to pay his respects to the symbol that adorned the rear of the vast chamber, the symbol 
of the holy cult of man was a simple outline of a perfect human body standing over the universe. It was the mark of those who followed the path, who sought to claim a glimpse of the glory of humanity by finding the lost genes wherever they cropped up and carefully breeding them in. Such a convergence had led to the creation of no more than four beings of supremacy level, those who possessed an estimated genetic component that was more than 90% human. Hybrid Olivia provided more of the story as they walked, putting their achievement into context. As we all know, humanity underwent first contact with alien life sometime in the late 21st century of their calendar, approximately 2,000 years ago. She spoke with the gifted voice of Electra on the most familiar topic. Following that contact, humans and aliens integrated over generations, slowly poisoning, then diluting entirely the human genome. The last absolutely pure human being with no history of gene contamination whatsoever is believed to have died over 200 years ago, after which the third pan-galactic war muddled the records and caused confusion as to what human genes even looked like. It has been a sincere dream of the cult and man ever since to discover the lost gene, to find an intact human and observe their template to know more clearly what it was we strive for. It has been an impossible dream. They reach the destination. The high breed Olivia turned to Supremacy George in a fierce grin of victory. Until now... The machine that dominated the room was so vast and naked in its design that it was impossible to truly tell where it ended and the walls began. The core of it appeared to be a circular dome rotating around a raised platform, the center point where the fourth dimensional tear would be opened. Following lines of energy crisscrossing over the ceiling in a network of power supply that fed a myriad of inexplicable components scattered throughout. Consoles lined the edge of the room. Every one of them was stuffed with engineers in white coats, the traditional standard uniform for humans who devoted themselves to knowledge. Small-scale tests have been successful. All that's left is to look for the right place. We've already plugged in a few of the coordinates and pre-contact Earth. Supremacy George nodded, excitement making him temporarily forget that he was in a room with yet more mongrels. Begin! Begin at once! Most of the jargon being tossed across the room was completely unknown to Supremacy George. Not his job, not his task. While Hybrid Olivia took her point on the main console and barked orders to the lesser creatures under her, he stood with his hands clasped behind his back, looking imperious. The room would not soon forget his presence of such an honorable being amongst them. The lighting shifted to blue, the machine whirred to life. The flowing energy and the power lines intensified as the dome began to rotate slowly over the platform. Then, at the center point where the dome was focused, a phenomenon in the air manifested, clicking energy, sparking above the platform, growing into a fissure of nothingness. Then, slowly, over almost thirty seconds, a careful expansion, while the machine whirred and stabilized, the fissure grew into a window of blackness. Temporal window is stable. Input first set of coordinates. Mark 1, Melbourne, Australia, circa 2022. Calm and in control, high-born Olivia directed her team even as her own hands carefully manipulated the keystone controls in front of her. 
Before the eyes of everyone present, the window became an image. A clear, blue sky dotted the faint streaks of puffy clouds stretched over a wide horizon. Supremacy George recognized the image immediately from the rare surviving pictures of old Earth in the cult database. They'd done it. They were looking at the most sacred of places, Earth before the corruption. The room held its breath. Every eye turned to George, beholding his faint smile. Well done, everyone. His simple words of praise burst the banks of bubbling celebration erupted amongst the victorious scientists. Several mongrels shook each other's hands in traditional method of greeting and celebration gleefully. They bowed to the hybrid Olivia and Supremacy George, a less tactile method from old earth as, obviously, they were not permitted to touch beings of higher purity than themselves. George didn't take his eyes off the scene the entire time. Old earth. Just looking at it, he could feel his breath quicken and his blood boil with excitement. It would make history this day. Okay, okay, I want to perspective adjusted. Give me a view of the earth below. Olivia said smoothly, taking control of the situation back, and dispatched the new instructions to her subordinates. After much fussing and manipulation of fine controls, the view through the time portal shifted downwards, changing from a view of the sky to one of an ocean. Clear blue waters that seemed still from the viewing altitude. Supremacy George nodded with all the serenity of an angel. Yes, from the old maps he had read, Melbourne was supposed to be coastal. The perspective shifted again, laterally this time, and land came into view. For the first time, the cultists lay eyes on the real city of man. Not some historic recreation from the great archives, not a hazy surviving image reconstructed from old earth. An actual city. It was sprawling, tall buildings reaching for the sky at the core of habitation, stretching out in every bit of land in the area. Boats crowded the water. The time window had given them a view of some time around mid-afternoon. The sun was low on the horizon, lengthening the shadows, yet activity still buzzed within the sprawling city. They zoomed in, closing up on the many streets. The cultists got their first view of actual humans. Humans. Real men and women of the human race before first contact. A whole world of people with guaranteed 100% pure genes. Supremacy George felt his eye sting. Ah, was he going to cry? Excellent. Only humans could cry. It was a trait not shared by any other sentient race. Only those with a very high purity could perform the action. It was one of the ultimate status symbol. There... The one on the balcony. Bring us in closer to her. Let's have a look. The image sharpened and approached particular building. Its extension of the structure contained a small platform adorned with chairs and a table. An open door revealed a modest but comfortable living area. On the balcony lounged an adult human female. She was adorned in line clothing, leaning back on a long chair halfway in the sun. She was reading from a rectangular slab George recognized as an old earth book though the artistically rendered glyphs on the cover remained indecipherable as a long-lost language of ancient humanity. On the table beside her was an amber liquid contained in a bizarre curved cup balanced on a long stem. 
As they watched, she picked up the glass and the stem without looking and sipped at the liquid before resting it back on its position on the table. The entire team, both high and lowborn, devoured the scene with ravenous eyes, hungry for every detail. The person before them was undoubtedly a human. No mixed genes, no percentages, she was being higher than even the supremacy George, an absolute pure human. George swiftly took a mental note. The darker skin than he had, the less pink and more light brown. Yes, this pigment would be recorded and held as an ideal to be sought after now. Her hair was brown in color, almost black. Her eyes could not be seen behind the protective covering. They could observe someone else and find an ideal eye shape and color. We, we need another view. I breathed Olivia, stammered out, interrupting the clicking of notes being entered into the database. We need a counterpoint, a confirmation. Her statement was addressed to Supremacy George. He nodded magnanimously, allowing the transition. Her logic was sound. They didn't have to look far. Farther within the habitation was a human male engaged with a form of visual entertainment. The device he was manipulating in his hands made it clear that he was interacting with the media. Not a passive observer. Some kind of mind exercise. Ah, excellent. They could observe the male and female. A perfect opportunity. His hair was the dark color like the woman outside. Her son? His eyes were brown. His skin was a lighter shade than the woman's. Did this mean that human males had darker skin? Supremacy George made a mental note. The window provided no audio, so it came with a complete surprise when the newcomer arrived. An adult this time. He resembled the smaller one engaging in the visual media, her in skin tone and body shape. Supremacy George immediately assumed this to be the biological father. But, um, the older male had sandy yellow hair tied in a small bundle at the back of his head. Perhaps it was colored artificial for aesthetic reasons, or was it that the woman and child who had colored their hair... Which color was the human standard? The ideal. Shift perspective. Let's look at a different part of Earth. Supremacy George made the call. The mongrels hurried to obey Supremacy while hybrid Olivia followed his order up with more specific commands to her team. Coordinate Mark II, New York City, gathered states of America, same data. The window briefly went back to the neutral black and then before shifting to a new scene. This time, there was no picture of the sea or sky. The image appeared much closer to the city itself. The room was treated immediately to an extremely dense human habitation area, crowded with buildings that stretched far into the sky. There was no shortage of choice of human beings to observe this time. They walked in the streets within their thousands, stretching forward in a grid pattern streets as far as the eye could see. This time, I read Olivia took personal control of the window, Zooming into street level where the eclectic collection of people rushed by in their daily lives. For a moment, the room held its breath. Supremacy George looked on with an unreadable expression. Bewilderment that he refused to let show striking at his heart. Hi, Breed. Yes, Supremacy. You are certain this image is from pre-contact humanity? Yes, Supremacy. All the humans in the picture had basic tricks that they all knew. Two arms, two legs, eyes and ears, a single nose. Most humans had pale white skin and their hair on their heads in a slight variations of black or brown. But far from all, 
Humans with black or brown skin tones walked amongst the rest. They behaved just as the rest did. Neither showed any sign of overt superiority over the other. They did not cover their noses or look down in disgust. Were they the elite few or the downtrodden minority? There was no immediate sign to tell, and that was far from all. Like in Melbourne, the humans had many different colors of hair. Some were now familiar sandy yellow, others darker, some even had more exotic shades of blue or green. Supremacy George could not tell who had their hair artificially dyed. Perhaps they all were, maybe deciding the color of your hair was considered a cultural staple. But then, there were the other differences. The humans ranged in height greatly, the taller stood a head and shoulders of over the rest, the males appeared generally taller than the females, but there was overlap. Some of the humans were slender, others fat, some walked fast, others slow. Confusion spread with a murmur of uncertainty amongst the mongrel scientists, while the hybrid and supremacy looked on stoically. This was not the moment of revelation that they had been expecting. What was true humanity? Which of these many appearances was that of a pure human? Location. Everyone turned to stare at the unprompted high-breed Olivia. Mark III. Tokyo. Nahan. A couple of the mongrels looked back at Supremacy George as if expecting him to counter the instruction. When he said nothing, they yet again changed the scene. As with the last two times, the mostly immediately noticeable thing was the environment. Like in New York City, the buildings were tall, lit up at street level with neon splashes of vibrant colors and ancient human characters. They were seeing Tokyo at night, making the constellation of artificial light stand out amongst them all. The people all had black hair in the city, Supremacy George noted with some relief. Perhaps this was a place where the culture of coloring hair was not as prevalent. There was an occasional person sporting streaks of color or more extreme hairstyles, but simple black was an overwhelming majority here. The image zoomed in further, and Supremacy George found himself frowning again. They were still unmistakably human, but their facial features were notably different. Then a more familiar human, like they had seen in previous cities, walked past the window. Blonde hair and round eyes. The surrounding majority of humans barely spared her a glance. Was she the superior or the inferior? Next scene. Two hours later, and they had to admit defeat. The time machine worked, the places that they saw were real, but the views that they had seen had left them shaken. There was no perfect humor. They were all so different. Locations nearer to the Earth's equator had shown some people with darker skin existing in the majority. Those in Europe and the GSA were mostly pale. But in all locations, no matter how prevalent one particular type of human that seemed to exist, there were always others of different types to be found. What color the original humans were, what texture exactly their skin held, how tall were they, how heavy, these were all topics of debate that the Supremacy George had devoted hours of his life to. There was no doubting the evidence before his own eyes. Humans had not possessed one perfect form. There were many different peoples within the close communities, let alone between continents. What were they to do now? How was he to report to the Supreme Council, tell them that none of them had it right? The question tormented him all the way back to the capital. All the while, he remained silently contemplative. 
How to break into a room full of hardcore human supremacists and a singular perfect humanity wasn't what it meant to be human at all. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.